I want to call your attention back to the gospel according to Matthew. I want us to go back on this post-resurrection Sunday. I want us to look back again at Matthew chapter number 28. I want to call your attention to verses 1 through verse 10. Reading from the New International Version of the Scriptures, you will find these words again. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. The Bible says his appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee, and there you will see him. Now I have told you. Verse 8 says, so the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, did you get that? They hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them, greetings, he said, and they came to him, clasped uh, his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There you will see me. My brothers and sisters, on this post-resurrection Sunday, I want to put a tag on this text, and I want to talk about I've got a mission. I've got a mission. Would you touch your neighbor, your husband, your wife, your son, or your daughter, your cousin, your kinfolk who sit next to you and just tell them, baby, I've got a mission. I've got a mission. There is, my brothers and sisters, nothing more powerful than knowing your purpose and your mission in life. In fact, I will submit this morning that one of life's most vital questions is, do you know your purpose? Many people in life are struggling because they are unsure. <laughs> they are uncertain about their life's endeavor. And beloved, I want to remind you this morning that all things are driven by purpose. Of all of the, uh, the staggering discoveries that man has made, none of them equal the discovery of purpose. Purpose, my brothers and sisters, defines and answers the question uh, for which uh, something exists. Purpose answers the questions of, of why it is what it is. And I want to suggest this morning that purpose is also uh, the hidden glory that God 
has concealed in a finished product called man. I, I wish I had some help here. <laughs> I said purpose is that hidden glory that God has concealed in a product called man. Because real purpose comes, yes it is, it comes from the creator. And, and there is nothing more powerful than possessing a purpose or a mission for your life. And this text, my brothers and sisters, is tailored to teach us that whenever life seems bleak, whenever life seems dark, whenever life is uncertain, God has a way of showing up and shining his light into our situation. Somebody listening this morning ought to be able to testify that there have been times when I didn't know what I was going to do. There have been times when I didn't know where I was going to go in the midst of uncertainty. There have been times when I didn't know who to turn to, but God stepped in. I said somebody ought to be able to testify that he is a very present help in a time of trouble. Somebody ought to talk about that. Somebody ought to talk about the fact that God is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Somebody ought to talk about that. Uh, somebody ought to talk about uh, who he is and, and, and that he still remains the heel uh, from which our help comes. <laughs> I said, all of our help comes from the Lord. Some, somebody ought to be talking about that. And somebody ought to be spreading the word about his goodness, about his kindness. And I want to, I wish I had a witness here. I, I, I want to suggest this morning that one of the purposes, the hidden glories of God is when he can get mankind to fulfill his purpose. Mm, somebody ought to be talking about that. Now, 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 if, can I just be honest here? There are some people that I don't expect to say anything. There are some people who don't have uh, anything to talk about. But, but there is a group that ought to be talking about these things. The Bible says the redeemed of the Lord. I, I, I wish I had one or two redeemed folks. The redeemed of the Lord should tell their stories. The saved are obligated to speak out. The children of God ought to be talking about such things. And I don't know about you. I said, I don't know about you. I can't testify for you. I can't open my mouth up for you. I, 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 I just got to tell the truth, my brothers and sisters. I've got a case of the can't help us. I said, I got a case of the can't help us. Uh, 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 I got a case of the, uh, of the can't help us that ought to go viral. I said, I got a case of the can't help us that ought to be pandemic because when I look back over my life, I, I get carried away about his goodness. I get carried away about his loving kindness. I get carried away about his tender mercies in my life. I just have to testify. He's been good to me. I might can't I can't say that for you because I don't know what you've been through, but 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 I can tell you that that he's been good to me. Uh, he's done more than just woke me up this morning. He he done more than just started me on my way. I say he's been good to me. And when I look back, that ought to be us who ought to have something to say. We we got something that we ought to be able to talk about. In our text, we discover 
that there are some women who have been charged with the mission of spreading the word. So they've been given a mighty mission. They've, they've been empowered with a powerful purpose. I, can I get one witness here? Come, come with me for a minute because I want to submit that as we examine this powerful passage, three principles jump out at us that whenever you are facing uncertainty, God has a way of stepping in. God has a way of filling us with purpose. God has a way of assigning us a mission. God has a way of helping us to face uncertain times. God always has a way of showing up. And in our text, we see first of all that uh, uh, whenever you're trying to figure something out, <laughs> God has a way of working it out. I told you that last week, I, these women were, were walking down the road trying to figure out who's going to roll the way the stone. But when they got there, that which blocked them had been moved. You ought to thank God right now for moving stuff that's been blocking you. You ought to thank God right now for the stuff that's been keeping you from seeing him clearly. You ought to thank God right now for, the, for him moving stuff that has been obscuring your vision of him. The text says by the time they got to the tomb, the stone <laughs> had been rolled away. Oh, y'all don't know how powerful this is. This wasn't no pebble. This, this was not no rock. The logians tell us that this stone weighs somewhere between two, three, or four tons. This wasn't something that ordinary men, uh, one man could move by himself. Peter couldn't do it. James and John couldn't do it. But, 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 but when they got there, the book says that the stone had been rolled away. Can I get a witness here? And so here it is. Look at what happens uh, in the text. In the text, the, the Bible says that uh, uh, the angel said to the women, uh, don't be afraid. For I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. Here it is. Here's the shouting part. Here it is. Here it is. Yes, he was crucified. You do know that on Friday he did die. On Friday he died and they buried him. But, but when they came to look for him, the angel said, ah, on verse 6, he is not here. For he has risen. Wait a minute now. Not like I said, but just as he said. And here it is, the first mission. He tells them, he says, come and see the place where he lay. Can I just throw this for you? Here it is, the first point of our mission. It is a mission for us to come and see. Somebody say, come and see. You see, before the angel gives them inspiration, he equips them with information. <laughs> He said, y'all need to come and see this. The angel said, you need information before you get inspiration. The angel declared, he is not here. He has risen just as he said. And God knows that we need information. That, that's why my brothers and sisters, he left us his word. That's, that's why he left us the Bible. That's not why he left us these 66 books. Why? Because it is the inspired word of God. It is uh, the inerrant word of God. And, and God wants to arm us with information. My brothers and sisters, you need inf inf information. You need information before you obtain inspiration. Because information 
brings about reformation. <laughs> and reformation fuels inspiration in which real transformation takes place. He tells them, the angel says to these women, Mary, Magdalene, and Martha, the other, other Mary, he says, come and see. Come and see is the battle cry, if you will, for those who wants to embrace their life mission. Come and see is what God is doing. Uh, if I can just testify in our children's ministry, young adults ought to come and see how the bridge ministry is preparing and equipping next generation leaders and believers. Women ought to come and see how the wild, the women of God, uh, are inspiring and instructing women to be godly women. You ought to come and see what God is doing in the connect groups that meet in memberships homes. The angel said to Mary and Magdalene, and I am saying to each one of you who's watching us live, live stream, come and see. Come and see. You ought to come and investigate. You ought to come and experience the power of an empty tomb. That's what it was when they got there. They discovered, my brothers and sisters, that the tomb was not filled with dead folk. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm about to lose my mind. I'm a priestess all by myself this morning. I said when they walked in, the tomb was empty. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I was scared of the cemetery. I said, I was scared of the cemetery. You wouldn't catch me generally walking in the cemetery by myself. But, but, but you have to understand that you got to, and particularly at night, or particularly when it was dark, you got to keep in mind the text. The text says that they came at dawn. The, the sun hadn't come up yet. And here it is. They're walking in darkness through trying to get to the cemetery. And the book says, oh, the angel showed up like lightning. Moved the stone away. And its appearance was white as snow. God is calling each one of us to come and experience the power of the empty tomb. God is calling each one of us to come and to see. My brothers and sisters, do you not realize that the Bible says in uh, uh, study to show thyself approved as a workman that needs not be ashamed but Rightly dividing the word of truth, he says, he says that you and I have an obligation to come and see. Because information <laughs> leads to inspiration. But notice what happens next. He tells them that the tomb is empty. Says he is not here. Uh, he has risen just as he said. His next words that comes challenges each and every one of us. It is the epitome of our life mission. The next thing he tells these ladies, he says, now that you know that the tomb is empty, now that you've examined it for yourself, now that you have been properly informed, now you ought to be inspired to go and tell. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I Y'all not feeling this text like I need you to. He says, now it's time for you to go and tell. Now, now, now the angel Tells them to come and see, but he also tells them, go and tell. He says, don't hesitate. Uh, do it quickly. Go and tell his disciples that he is risen. My brothers and sisters, that is the essence of the gospel. The heart of the gospel is the empty tomb. 
My brothers and sisters, I want to suggest this post-resurrection Sunday, if Christ is not risen, then we are victims of the greatest hoax this world has ever seen. In fact, the Apostle Paul put it this way. He said, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 17 through 20, he says, If Christ has not been raised, we of all people are most to be most pitied. Have you, have you in fact thought about this idea of if? <laughs> but, but, but in fact, Christ, uh, according to the text, and Paul says, he has been raised from the dead. The angel says, before you go and tell, come and see that this is not a hoax. He says, come and see that the resurrection is no con. He says, come and see that you have not been pranked. He says, come and see for, your, for yourself. Verify its authenticity. He tells them, check, confirm, and corroborate the place where he laid. <laughs> and you will discover that it is empty. So that you can come on through here and examine the scene, walk through the tomb if you will. But he was not stolen like the government officials concocted. And he did not faint on the cross and wake up in the tomb like some have suggested. He did not have a twin brother who stood up for him when times got hard. His body was not stolen by the disciples like some would have us believe. The women and the disciples did not go to the wrong tomb. The Bible says when they got there, the soldiers were paralyzed in fear. And I want to suggest that that's what happens when you don't understand your mission and purpose. You become paralyzed in fear. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could stay there. I wish I could stay there. But I want to suggest this morning that the angel tells them to come and see because he needed to, to have an eyewitness to the empty tomb. I want to suggest this morning that these women became the first missionaries of the gospel message. Before there was a Paul and a Barnabas, there was a Mary Magdalene and another Mary. Before there was a Priscilla and an Aquila, there was a Mary and another Mary. But before ah, there was a Philip, there was a Mary and the other Mary going and telling. that The angel says to these women, go quickly and tell his disciples. My brothers and sisters, do you not realize that God has always sent people to carry out his mission? I said, do you not realize it? That God has always sent people to carry out his mission. If I had time, I'd tell you about how he sent Joseph into Egypt to save lives from a famine. If I had time, I'd tell you about how he sent Moses to deliver Israel from Pharaoh's oppression. If I had time, I'd tell you how you sent Elijah to influence the course of international politics. If I had time, I'd tell you how you sent Paul and Barnabas to preach the gospel and plant churches. If I had time, I would tell you how you sent Titus as a trustworthy and a transparent church administrator. If I had time. I tell you how you sent Apollos as a Bible teacher. And if I had time, I tell you how Jesus himself says, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. God has always been sending, 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 sending lies at the heart of our mission. Sending always lies at the heart of God. He tells them, go quickly and tell his disciples. I said, first it starts with information. Then it starts with information, inspiration. But I want you to notice what happens here 
that as they obey the instructions <laughs> of the angel. Do y'all see what happens in the text? Can I show you what happens in the text? The book says, verse 8, so the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, there it is, yet filled with joy. That's inspiration. And they ran to tell his disciples. But, but I'm so excited about this writer because Matthew says that uh, he inserts this word that as they went about to fulfill the mission and the purpose that was divinely given. <laughs> the Bible says suddenly. Oh, y'all missed that. I, 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 the book says suddenly. Suddenly, what happened? Suddenly, Jesus met them. And I want to suggest this morning that whenever you are on your life purpose, whenever you are on your life mission, whenever you're doing what God has assigned you to do, God will always meet you. Can I get a witness here? I said he'll always meet you. The book says suddenly Jesus met them. I want you to understand that Jesus has never called us to be rich. He's never called us uh, to, to be uh, 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 to be to be to be. He has never called us uh, to be on the news word, the news word. He, he hadn't called us to be noteworthy, but he did called us to tell the message. And, and whenever you're on assignment of telling the message, there are some byproducts to being obedient. <laughs> the first thing is God to show up. I said God to show up. The text says they got so overwhelmed at the appearance of Jesus because it confirmed, uh-huh, it confirmed the information that they had received. The angel said, he is not dead, he is alive. And here it is as they're going to fulfill the mission and the purpose that they had been given. The book says that Jesus showed up. He met them. Isn't that good news to know that Jesus will come and meet you? Y'all not feeling me yet. I say, isn't it good news to know that Jesus will come and meet you? And the book says that when uh, he came to meet them, all he said was one word, and that was greetings. <laughs> Hello. Uh, how you doing? Good to see you. He said greetings to the man. The Bible says that they recognized his voice. Isn't that good news to know? The Bible says that my sheep know my voice. They, they, uh, yeah, that's what it is. They recognize, they know the, 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 the voice of the Father. And here it is. He, he, all he said was greetings, and the book says that they came to him. Here it is. Clasped his feet, and they worshiped. Y'all missed that already. All he said was one word, and that was greetings, and they recognized who it was. They came to him, and they clasped his feet, and they worshiped him. That leads us to the third point. The third point is simply this. Our mission is to hold on <laughs> and to worship. Oh, y'all missed that. Not only are we to come and see, not only are we to go and tell, but we also have a responsibility. We have a duty to hold on and worship. Do you not know, my brothers, that life can be difficult sometimes? 
Life can be hard. Life can be filled with uh, frustrations. And sometimes we're tended, tended to give up and throw in the towel. But the good news is God will come and say, I'm here. <laughs> and when he tells you I'm here, we have one duty and responsibility, one obligation, and that is to hold on. You ought to look at somebody right now and just tell them, I'm holding on. I'm, I'm holding on. I don't know how I'm going to pay bills, but I'm holding on. I don't know where the next job is going to come from, but I'm holding on. I, I don't know how we're going to eat this week, but I'm holding on. I don't know where food is going to come from, but I'm holding on. I don't know how we're going to pay the light bill, but I'm holding on. I don't know how we're going to make it through this week, but I am holding on. Sometimes we got to learn how to hold on, and there's nothing better than to hold on to Jesus. The songwriter says, hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. And you are, you and I ought to hold on. But then not only did they hold on, the text says that they worshiped him. Oh, y'all not feeling me. Nothing is more important than for us to pause and to worship him. Are y'all in here? Nothing that's more important than for us to, to come and to see the place where he's laid. Nothing is more important for us to discover that, uh, to see the place where his body used to be. Nothing is more significant than for us to recognize that the tomb uh, is empty. Nothing is more uh, significant than us to recognize that he is risen and he is alive and he lives. Uh, but there is another thing that once we've come into this information, there ought to be some inspiration for us to go and tell, but not only, we ought to be inspired to worship him. Worship him. Well, I've got to leave you now. But you ought to run. You ought to run out of here and tell somebody that Jesus is alive. You ought to run out of here with a mission in hand. You ought to run out of here to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. In fact, if somebody asks you, why are you telling me about this Jesus? You ought to say, like the William brothers, I'm just a nobody. I'm trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. I wish I had one witness here who would testify that he will save your soul and he will make you whole. He will turn your life around. I wish I could get at least one witness. You ought to tell somebody that uh, have the courage like these sisters to go and tell somebody. You ought to tell your sons, tell your daughters, tell your husband, tell your wife, tell your kinfolk, tell your friends about this man named Jesus. Young people uh, can tell somebody. Single people can tell somebody. Married people can tell somebody. <laughs> Old people can tell somebody. All of us can tell somebody. Can I get a witness here? Tell everybody that he was born of a virgin. Walked among men, died on a hill called Carry Buried in Joseph's tomb. But early, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> early, that's what my grandfather used to say. But can I just say it like I want to say it early on a Sunday morning. He got up with all power in his hand. And so he beckons us to come and uh, join us in this mission. He beckons us to come and tell the story to every man, woman, boy and girl that he is alive. And I wish I had somebody who would testify that won't he make a difference in your life? Won't he turn you around? Won't he 
pick you up? Won't he forgive you of all of your sins? I wish there was at least one person who would, wouldn't be too mean to just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got to tell you about the goodness of Jesus. He's been good to me. Can I get one witness? Woke me up this morning. Started me on my way. He's been good, real, real, real good to me. And because he's been good, I'm obligated to tell somebody about his goodness and his mercy and his grace. And I want somebody who not too mean to join me to say he not only has been good to you, but he's also been good to me. He has woke me up this morning. <laughs> he has started me on my way. He has put food on my table. He has delivered me of all of my sins. Y'all not feeling me like I need you to. I need somebody who would just join me in accepting and embracing the mission. In fact, do you not recognize that if these women had not been obedient to Jesus, you and I would not be here. <laughs> if they had uh, went the other way, you and I would never know the story that he got up on the third day. But isn't it good news that these women told the disciples about Jesus and then the disciples told the world about Jesus and then one day your mother or your father or your grandmother or your big mama, somebody told you about the saving grace of God. Won't he make a way for you? Won't he bring you out? You ought to say yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I know he's all right.